I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Recently, the outgoing 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, was permanently suspended from Twitter after many Make America Great Again supporters stormed Capitol Hill in strong resistance to the results of the recent US election. A lot of people have supported the ban and further suspension on Facebook and Instagram, which was announced by Mark Zuckerberg. But others have called into question what this move means for free speech. Welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee and I'm Courtney and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we'll be talking about our thoughts on navigating social media, particularly looking at the policing of bodies and behaviour and finding balance between free speech and digital censorship. All right, ma'am, are you ready to... It's the internet police. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, today we are going to be talking about internet policing and what it means for free speech, but also for the existence of us as normal people who navigate on social media. One thing that really inspired this episode is what happened recently with the suspension, the permanent suspension Mm. of Donald Trump from Twitter. But we will get onto that very soon. First of all, Renee, I want to start off by talking about one thing that I have seen very commonly on the internet, which is policing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. An interesting site where we often see policing online is fat shaming. Mm. So for me as a plus size woman, I have seen a lot of the people who I take inspiration from and follow who are on the body positivity scene get a lot of abuse online and hate, but also a lot of just comments, backhanded comments Mm. about how it is they should exist on social media and how they can navigate it. And I really want to, first of all, get you to explain the current environment of internet policing, but also where you think it comes from. Yeah. (laughs) What a big question. What a big question. What big topics. Um, Yeah, I think, first of all, this conversation is a really important one to have Mm. because, yeah, critical thinking, it's always good to question authority and question why are things the way they are. are. And I think with the rise of something like the internet, right, where Mm. you have unparalleled access to people's minds at any given point, the question that is always consistently raised is how do we enforce some kind of law and order? Yes. And general consensus is that in order to maintain a function in society whether it be online or offline Mm -hmm. there needs to be an agreed set of rules definitely the problem with the internet is because it's so unsolicited because Mm. there's so many things that exist in people's minds how can you really go about enforcing law and order when Mm -hmm. people are so different and the internet allows you access to so many different things that you might not have had access to in person Mm. or pre-internet era in terms of what policing is, 
essentially it is the enforcement of law and order yes. it is the attempt to control yes usually with good intentions yeah. that's why the police force was even set up to mm-hmm. make sure that you know people are abiding by legal yeah. rules as it pertains to collective society. public safety collective public yeah. safety but mapped out onto the internet it's not as clear-cut it's mm. not as easy because in a lot of countries we operate under a democracy right and we operate under ideas and notions of free speech Mm -hmm. and people feeling as though they have the right to express themselves Mm. so how do we now map out law and order or those kind of like frameworks or legalities onto social media onto the internet yeah um and that's where the problem or the questions always come Mm. do people have the right to police others Mm. online in mm-hmm. the same way that they might offline. Yeah. And the boundaries always blur because it's people's minds. It's people's thoughts. Yeah. It's not the same as like, you know, robbing a bank. Mm-hmm. Oh, call the police. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> call the feds. <laughs> call the feds. But maybe it blurs when you're thinking about, you know, you might think differently about an idea. Mm. And um, there are some ways that I think policing is good. Yeah. And I think that it should be a thing yeah. online when it does cause harm yeah when it does incite violence mm. when it does really really harmful things to communities mm. or people at on mass yeah um as well as things like you know cyberbullying, definitely yes. that needs to be policed yes but then on the flip side of that like mm. many things in this life policing can be a bit tricky mm-hmm. because it now infringes people's rights to do what they like with themselves mm. so when your disagreement becomes policing Mm -hmm. it becomes a problem right so for example something like sex work a lot of people actually police sex work online right and i think again legality is obviously exposure to like children and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but there are forums online for people to carry out sex work right or if we like think about something else like the capacity for someone to share their thoughts on a pertinent issue like racism yeah there's a lot of policing in that space for better or for worse. So it's a tricky one. It's a sticky one. I think that, (sighs) look at that, that rhymed. Oh my God. (laughs) Poetry. Um, It's a sticky one because the boundaries always blur and someone always gets hurt Mm. on the internet either way. And you don't want, policing becomes dangerous when power is in the equation yes who gets to as you put so perfectly earlier on who gets to decide who is right and who is wrong exactly who gets to decide who is held accountable Mm -hmm. and for what reason yes and for what particular interest because there are people that exist on the internet Mm -hmm. to police as a form of enforcing power that they don't have in real life this is it and i think that's one of the biggest issues with internet policing yeah because like you perfectly put Within society, there are clear laws that need to be followed by civilians. However, online, who creates those laws? Of course, there are laws that govern the internet as well and the things you're allowed to distribute, the things that you are allowed to say. If you you tweet something and you prove to be a terrorist, you are (laughs) violating an actual law. However, the internet has its own culture and society is run by culture Mm. and not everything in culture is governed by law right and i think it's unfortunate that then people then go onto the internet not unfortunate but it becomes very 
sticky and tricky mm-hmm. when people go onto the internet and they try to enforce laws on a culture mm. which even if we think about it has no boundaries yeah. so then who okay. is included and who is not you mm. know and especially when you exist on social media because and if you have watched the social dilemma on Netflix, yes yes, yes then you yes. know that social media is full of echo chambers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so the laws that govern my timeline might not govern yours mm-hmm. and so if by any chance our cultures and our feeds or our content then cross paths it feels like you're in violation of the rules that govern my social media mm. but actually you're adhering to the culture that exists on your feed yeah exactly. so then when you get internet police you often find everyone is trying to police and silence other people based on their own subjective culture and beliefs and values that cannot be enforced on someone else who is not in that same echo chamber Mm, so mm. when it comes to things like fat shaming Mm. i think what's very interesting is posting a picture of your stretch marks or your roles doesn't violate any law whatsoever yep. right yeah, i haven't seen but one yet <laughs> there you go <laughs> but the problem is a lot of people come and want to censor what it is that you're posting or come yeah. and say you know you're you're spreading the wrong message because their perception is this is culturally unacceptable mm. the problem is on social media is everyone has ownership over their own profile as if if we're talking politically it were their own state Mm. so how can you then come and tell me that what i'm doing is culturally unacceptable when this isn't your page right i think that's one of the issues where we get into then what is freedom on social media yeah what is freedom to govern your content what is freedom to govern your own pages Mm. and when is freedom dangerous Mm. right like you said when it becomes threatening to other people but do you think online policing has its benefits oh for sure Mm -hmm. for sure i think that when you do have access to people's thoughts Mm. and ideas that can be as dangerous Mm. as anything else in this world Mm. when you do have the space to grow a following yeah and a platform where people follow you, even the whole idea of having followers, for example, <laughs> can be very, very dangerous. Yeah. Because what you spew out could affect and impact other people mm-hmm. in a way that is not possible in person. Yeah. So if you are somebody that is spewing a lot of hate towards particular communities, mm-hmm. for example, like genuinely inciting violence yeah. and that's allowed to continue, that's very dangerous because that could genuinely result in danger for that particular community of course and we've seen a number of you know like influencers or like celebrities and stuff that have had their rights or their privileges to social media platforms denied because of it because of the things that they are saying about particular communities and groups right so in that essence i think policing can be good because Mm -hmm. it does offer some form of protection to both the people in question yeah that are in danger but also other people that could be incited to enact violence on that community too i think those are the two groups of people that we need to really think about when we think about like the benefits of policing Mm. um so yeah i think there are some times areas that policing can actually be beneficial but then we also need to think about again i mean the question is always who is doing the policing what does that actually practically look like right this is it and and who gets to decide what is what should be policed yeah right and i think that's one of the biggest issues because like when you even mentioned sex work Mm. i think the internet can offer a lot of freedoms yeah 
because it's the internet you yeah. can literally build a platform doing whatever the heck you want yeah, right you've seen people become billionaires off of the internet mm. okay maybe not billionaires millionaires off of the internet we've yeah. seen people build literal billion dollar industries off of the internet it's full of endless possibilities however because it is human beings yeah operating online we go and we will impose the things we experience in everyday life mm-hmm. and in culture and the things that we have been um taught the things that we believe everything just our, our culture mm-hmm. our, our beliefs our principles onto the internet mm-hmm. we project ourselves onto our digital forms right yeah. and so on the internet you will then find places where patriarchy takes over or places where racism takes over or places where um anti-semitism may take over or bigotry or homophobia you will find that those personal beliefs are projected online and then you create spaces where people feel as though you're not operating in a way that's socially acceptable Mm -hmm. however with the internet and the amount of freedom it can offer Mm who's to say what is and is not socially acceptable yeah and a lot of people see that and they think oh that's super dangerous to offer people that much freedom to say whatever they want is super Mm. dangerous the problem is oftentimes because of how human beings are with power like you said who has the power to police Mm. Somebody is going to have to take away freedom of speech or freedom to post something or to create something Mm. from someone else in order to maintain their own freedoms. So then the question becomes, to whom is freedom given and to whom is freedom denied? Mm. And why? I think this is where we evoke the whole collective freedom Mm. and the whole collective liberties and collective safety. Freedom can only be removed from an individual when it has threat to other people right. en masse according to the principles that are laid out by a particular society right and i think a lot of people forget as free as the internet is mm-hmm. a lot of people actually forget that what they're doing is illegal <laughs> no <laughs> big, biggest man thing <laughs> because a lot of people forget they think because we're on the internet we can do whatever we like free speech blah 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 that is illegal mm. hate crime is illegal yes whether it is offline or online yes. it's illegal yeah look it up it's actually actively 100%. illegal and if you are seen to be somebody that is perpetrating hate crime mm-hmm. hate speech mm-hmm. it is illegal you can 100%. get arrested for and you it. should go to jail and you should go to jail mm-hmm. so as much as in the same way that we still have these thoughts and ideas that may be problematic yeah. as individuals yeah we don't go out putting, you know, putting a sign on our building saying mm. I hate insert demographic yeah. because it's illegal. Yes. And people are unfortunately not quite knowledgeable of the fact that you can't do that on the internet mm-hmm. either. And maybe, you know, people aren't as active with reporting it, although at least in the UK, I know that re- like reporting incidents of hate crime has gone up and like yeah. cy- cyberbullying recently because people know, people are more familiar with how to actually report. Right. But that's also illegal Mm. but coming back to the whole point on collective freedom versus individual freedom generally speaking when an individual's actions are harmful to a collective right and violates like genuine sovereign principles around collective freedom right the collective or an individual on behalf of the collective should be able to take away the individual's freedom. And then sometimes it's not even a collective that it's harmful to. Sometimes it's Mm. another individual. Mm. It's the same principle though. Yeah. The moment that you have chosen to infringe on somebody else's freedom. Yeah. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Right. That's it. 
that's completely true. Um, I guess the perfect example of this is what we have seen recently with Donald Trump. DT, DT, DT. To update you, if you are listening from the archives, recently the outgoing 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, was permanently suspended from Twitter after many Make America Great Again supporters and now domestic terrorists stormed Capitol Hill in strong resistance to the results of the recent US election. A lot of people have supported the ban and further suspension on Facebook and Instagram, which was announced by Mark Zuckerberg. But others have called into question what this move means for free speech. So should the internet be a space for free speech or is there a limit to how free you can be? I have seen a lot of people say, yeah, this is fantastic because the things that Donald Trump can incite yep. to his followers, yep. right, through Twitter alone are crazy. Yep. And you could see from the, just frankly, let's just call it what it is, terroristic criminal <laughs> behavior <laughs> and violence that was happening yep. from what happened on Capitol Hill yep. that this is dangerous, like you said, to the collective freedom of a lot of demographics. Yep. And it also represents that from such a high up place, we could cause a lot of carnage, yep. right? Yep. From one person's tweets, from one person's social media. And I yep. think it's we're living in a very interesting era where social media has become so involved in politics. Yeah. I think it's absolutely yeah, crazy to see, but very interesting from a sociological point of view. And it will be from a historical one as well. Yeah. But I think what a lot of people on the other hand are saying is, well, what does this mean for free speech? Because right now, and mm. we've spoken about this a bit in our Stay Woke episode. Yeah. Right now, it could be seen that left-wing rhetoric and left-wing narratives yep. are more acceptable to mainstream media mm. and more acceptable on social media mm -hmm. than right-wing. However, that statement itself can be very skewed because if you are coming from a social media feed which has become filled with right-wing mm -hmm. media and right-wing propaganda mm -hmm. it will seem like left-wing discussions are very radical yeah and very unacceptable yeah right so then the question becomes who gets to stand in the middle not even stand in the middle who gets to stand above and objectively decide this person's speech is yeah. out of order Ooh, who is the person who is the person is because in this case yeah. it was those at the headquarters yeah at of Twitter, yep. but it wasn't maybe, I'm not too sure about the details, but I, I'm sure you'll be able to help me as well. Yeah. I don't think it was the, the state. I don't think it was Washington. No, 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 no. Oh, I don't no, think no. it was. It was the people who were sitting in Silicon Valley yep. coding Twitter. Yeah. So who gets the power to do that? Mm. Even look at the Facebook, for example, mm. it's Mark Zuckerberg personally who released the news that Donald Trump is being suspended from Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. But that's a tech giant. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? So it's very, very crazy. interesting, right? It's not the police. It's yep. not people in law and order. It's not somebody from Capitol Hill. It's mm -hmm. not someone from the White House. Yeah. It's Mark Zuckerberg yeah. and Jack from Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so what does that mean? It means that we are increasingly being facilitated into an age where tech and politics will be indistinguishable mm. from each other. We can't separate the two. Right. Because in inadvertently in creating a space like your Twitters, yeah. like your Instagrams, like your Facebooks, 
you have created a form of engagement that is unlike anything we have ever seen you have access to the public collective mind you Mm -hmm. have data you have algorithms and now you have the capacity to incite uprisings yes on mass yes at will yeah and i think when the like into not not into like conspiracy theories (laughs) theories in that you know they sat and concocted and thought we're going to you know world domination or maybe they did um, (laughs) whatever whatever well well um (laughs) but from watching something like the social dilemma Mm -hmm. and you know listening and reading a lot of um tech ethics articles Mm. this is something like most things that blow up and do really really well yeah there are some drawbacks in that when you create something that's good Mm. the thing will often evolve beyond your capacity to handle it and i don't want to call social media a monster or a Mm. beast but it is in some ways a monster and a beast definitely and when it's growing you know when you're growing for example take an animal Mm. in its growing stages it's small you can contain it and stuff like that Mm. if it's like a bear for example it's cuddly and all that kind of stuff Mm. but then when the bear grows it will try to eat you yes and i feel like we're getting to a stage where large platforms large tech platforms Mm. are becoming the monsters (laughs) that people are not equipped to deal with and this is part of their attempt to deal with it right because you pointed it out perfectly the fact that this is the president of the Mm. united states for all intents and purposes Mm -hmm. that was suspended from social media Mm -hmm. do you know how much how like how crazy that is and what that means for or the organization of society. Right. It's crazy. And I think in terms of like, we'll deal with the why and then we'll dig deeper into the who. Mm. In terms of the why, yes, the whole, I hear the whole free speech argument. Yes. But what occurred with Trump yes. and people like Trump mm-hmm. is this actually infringes on the principles of democracy. There you go. This isn't just a, you know, let's protest against something that is oh know, it wasn't bad. a protest it wasn't even a yeah, protest this was genuinely I mean, an act of, of this is civil war <laughs> this is actual civil war it's terrorism and i this is the thing like they are domestic terrorists the people exactly. that did that stuff they committed treason this is a, terrorism this is a treason. it's treason and this is the problem with it is they're framing you know that woman that got mace in her eye it's a revolution <laughs> sweetie no it's not you're I committing mean to, a crime to them though but to and them, that's even another exactly. thing the narrative oh Courtney, there there's so go. much we could talk about there you let's go. park that on the side because <laughs> to as you said we all exist in echo chambers yes. algorithms are dictating yes. what we see and what narratives that we engage mm-hmm. with and to all intents and purposes to somebody else that lives 10 miles away from me yeah. they could be watching the same thing and think because of the way they engage with the internet yes that's not an act of terrorism yeah that's an act of revolution right and i think that yeah, that just goes again. That speaks to how dangerous the internet can be. Yeah. In that it as much as it creates a space for everyone to come together, mm-hmm. it creates little bubbles for people to hide away in. So when yes. they do come together, it's fireworks, right? And I think that with something like this issue, mm-hmm. right? Coming back to, to, to this issue, they actually this is a crime. This is criminal activity, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is why I think that gave the people who eventually decided Mark Zuckerberg and co yeah. enough reason to suspend this man. Cause right. Lord knows Trump has said some very interesting things mm. in the past. Very, I would say problematic, obviously people oh, have different most views, definitely. but he has said very problematic yes. things in the past on Twitter. 
in the same way that many people say very problematic yes. things and are still allowed to coexist yes. on Twitter. Yes. Problematic mm. is actually quite distinctive from criminal, unfortunately. <laughs> and because... <laughs> say it again, sis. <laughs> because as much as many of our, many people would have liked to have seen Trump leave Twitter and mm. social media and all that kind of stuff earlier, it's now this actual criminal activity that has undermined American democracy. Yeah. That if he it had continued, yeah. I think that would have been the undoing of everything that America stood for. Oh, it's unraveling it currently. Absolutely yeah. unraveling. But the fact yeah. that, you know, this is this is what the West stands on, right? right. This whole idea of democracy, this right. whole idea of whoever is voted in is voted Bastions in by the people. And you're going to have to deal with it whether you like it or not. Right. But the fact that the people have now revolted mm-hmm. and committed violence. Yeah despite this actually being a manifestation of that same democracy, yes. that's when it becomes a problem. Right. And that's when the, the scales tip in favor of policing mm-hmm. versus allowing free speech. Yeah. As for who gets to decide, as I said, politics and tech are becoming indistinguishable, indistinguishable from each other. 100%. And going into the future, we need to be very, very careful, particularly when we're thinking about like, who has the power really? Mm-hmm. We need to be very, very careful. And I think that, politicians are starting to realize just how powerful social media is most definitely thinking about like our own case in the uk right Mm -hmm. the fact that technology is now more effective at getting information to people Mm. than the government is Mm. yeah they're more effective even a leak could ruin things in an instant definitely and i think that if we don't start more broadly zooming out if we don't start thinking about these relationships if we don't start thinking about how can we intertwine tech and politics in a way that flows a lot better yes we will find that the people that do like the people that are in politics the people that we vote for are far less important than the people who actually created social media most definitely and you see it the people that influence daily life um particularly for younger and younger generations and it won't change anytime soon aren't politicians and they aren't even traditional media journalists and reporters they are your favorite social media influencers they are people who have large platforms in whatever realm and whatever field that they're in who can send out a 280 character tweet and incite so much either spread wrong information or information that is relatively right or a a particular truth that people want to believe right Mm, so it's mm. not really the full truth but it's kind of the truth it's almost there it's almost there yeah that can cause people to do absolutely crazy things crazy man crazy things and that's what we really need to pay attention to like you're saying going forward yeah powers have shifted and like you're saying tech and politics are really going to go hand in hand social Mm. media and politics are really going to go hand in hand and i think this moment has really ushered in a new era Mm -hmm. of if websites such as twitter and facebook now want to get involved in policing those in the highest of office they have to accept that they are now a part of governance Mm. And social media is going to become more and more a huge part of how we govern society. Exactly this. That is very dangerous when the people in power in tech spaces 
aren't traditional politicians. Yeah. They are people who have a lot of money and a lot of power. Yep. And I think that's what's dangerous. Mm. We paint social media and I love social media and I will always talk about the, yeah. the power of social media um, and what it can do for you as an individual and what it can open you up for. But on a higher level, and like you're saying, taking a step back, mm-hmm. you have to look at the fact that the people who own these social media platforms and created these social media platforms are still individuals but now they are individuals with maybe less civil interest than actual traditional politicians but a lot more to lose and a lot to gain as well as data they know us more than they know us more than our <laughs> they know us more than our politics, like our political representatives do. 100%. And if they don't know us, they can get to know us very very quickly. quickly. Very, very quickly. quickly. Them cookies you've been uh saying 100%. yes to you, sis. I mean, even in like TikToks uh terms and conditions, right? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. don't even need to be on TikTok for TikTok to have your data. Yep. Someone who has your number needs to have TikTok. Yep. And yep, that's yep, it. Yep. That's and enough. Do you know what? It's it's such a shame because I feel like part of the reason why people are becoming so disillusioned with politicians is because mm. they're so far removed from technology. Yes, yes. It's not even that they're far removed from the world because you can find out about the world simply by being on social media. Mm. It's now a, I think it's almost criminal <laughs> that if you are somebody that is a politician, you mm. have access to so many resources, yeah. but yet it seems you're so disconnected from the issues that are facing your constituents. Right. I think it's borderline criminal. I think you should be removed from office because there's no excuse now. Mm. There's no excuse. Like, don't really want to become too, like, over political because we're trying to represent, you know, multiple sides. But in the case of um, the Marcus Rashford incident and free school meals and providing meals to poor kids Mm -hmm. over Christmas... Mm. I thought that was the greatest, one of the greatest fiascos of our end. I just think, I just don't understand how anybody with half of a brain cell yeah. would think that it's okay that, that the system, as yeah. it currently is, will be able to provide for these students who you know mm. have no means mm. of getting any kind of food. subsistence. No food. food. And the argument that is always given is that, you know, if universal credit is... Um, if it's we already have universal credit it's something that the parents need to do you know the parents aren't working hard enough no yeah first of all government machinery is put onto so much pressure Mm. that the people that actually need universal um credit are not they're not receiving it in time their kids are starving the rates of um suicide are up they've shot up because parents can't afford yeah to make sure that their kids eat. Yeah. Not to mention that people, unemployment has soared. Oh God. Soared ridiculously during yeah. the coronavirus pandemic. This doesn't need academic research yes. for you to find out about this. Yeah. This needs you to open social media where you That's have it. unfettered access to people's stories. That's it. You have unlimited um, access and engagement with real life people. Yes. People that even tweet you that you yes. ignore. Yeah. And I find it, I said borderline criminal. I think it's completely, <laughs> completely criminal. criminal. I think it's criminal at this stage yeah. for you to be in governance and not understand or not utilize technology. Yeah. And be so unaware. And I think that if politicians don't start to clue up, mm. it's going to bite them tenfold yeah. in the back Yeah, within the next few years. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's, I mean, we have definitely transgressed to another place on this conversation. But <laughs> I think one thing, like two things, I think one thing that the Trump administration has definitely done is create 
having a president who yeah. is so accessible or not even so accessible, but will go directly to the people. Yeah, yeah, Forget yeah. your press conference. Yeah. Forget for sure, your for sure. mic in front of my face. Yeah. I'm going to send out a tweet, right? 100, 100. Number two, though, I think this is where we're starting to realise, and this may, I don't know if this is a commonly held thing, but recently I've been thinking about how the basically two-party system that yeah, exists yeah. and the fact that we have we are limited to... The fact that within the system of democracy that we're living in right now, we're very mm. much so limited to voting only between two parties, yeah, right? Yeah. I think it's actually trash. Yeah. It doesn't work <laughs> anymore. And the reason why I say that is this. Something like you're bringing up with the Marcus Rashford um, work that yeah. he's done for yeah, yeah, yeah. children and free school meals is an issue that exists not on the right, not on the left. It just exists. I mean... Right? So when you have a government that's there... It's not that they're not aware that this issue is happening. Yeah. They just don't care. <laughs> this is not a, not a priority to them, right? But it's a serious need. And so then you get individuals stepping in like, yeah. okay, we're going to sort this out. And the thing about social media is it's all about individuals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all about the underdog. It's all about forget you and your fancy press team it's about this person whether i like their personality and whether i like their work and their principles right the issue is politicians aren't thinking about that because they're backed by their party yeah and so it's more so about getting your party support and making sure that the majority of the population votes for you so you can come in and do the work that you intended to do but oftentimes you then forget about the people and this is not me disregarding the work that politicians do i'm sure you're there working extremely hard but I'm sure you're there doing whatever it is you do. But that's your job. I'm so sorry. But that's your job. Exactly. That's your job. And you're not doing it well enough. And that's why people don't trust governments. Right? Oh, I just don't even get me into a tirade about that. Because you know how many times I've seen... Oh, you know, they're human too. They're doing X, Y, Z. They're <laughs> no, doing no, no. the they're best employed. they can. They're employed. You're employed to do a job. There you go. You're actually employed. It's within your interest to make sure that you are clued up. Mm-hmm. You are a politician. So <laughs> for heaven's sake, get it together. Oh gosh, we have definitely found ourselves on another tangent. <laughs> and we will definitely do it at more episodes talking about our views on politics because that definitely was an interesting rant. <laughs> but I think it's super important um to explain in this video that one thing we don't want to do on this podcast is tell you what to think yeah for we sure. just want to present to you that you should be thinking about these things <laughs> that's good oh yeah. god that was a line a bar you should be thinking about <laughs> these things because like we're mentioning i think the overarching thing is the intersection between tech yep. social media and politics is going to be a major a major landmark Mm. of our generation and politics going forward. Mm. We really need to think about how we navigate through social media and the powers that exist within social media on an individual level when it comes to commenting on your favorite influencers post or when it comes to even just interacting with your peers yeah but also when it comes to observing major world events <laughs> and how they take place yeah. really thinking about what does that mean for the future of free speech mm. civilization in general society what it means at for large. society at large <laughs> 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 what does it mean for society at large and the way we navigate it and interact with each other i think it's very interesting still to see how the people up there impact everybody else yeah and whilst 
before we may have been thinking the people up there are the people in 10 Downing Street are the people in the White House actually oh, the is. people up there are sitting in Silicon Valley <laughs> they are <laughs> them politicians are sitting amongst us now a <laughs> hundred and that's it a hundred percent those politicians are sitting amongst about to us drag now. you all by your singlets <laughs> and right now whilst it can seem especially with cancel culture I think yeah sometimes it can seem like oh the people have the power to cancel you actually this has proven that actually you can get cancelled by the click of one button that's and the right. erasure of one code. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I think that's something that's really interesting to think about. And we really want to know your thoughts on this. We have talked about a lot. So feel free to jump on anything that is of interest to you. And you can join the conversation by adding us on Instagram at to my sisterhood. And you can also come and say hi to us personally on our pages at CD Boating and at Renee Kapuku. And of course you can always tweet us with the hashtag to my sisters guys tweet us we're waiting <laughs> and of course join the sisterhood by signing up to our weekly newsletter so that we can grow and glow together we'll talk to you very soon and remember keep glowing and growing Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 